Hello, product innovators. Today, we learn from someone who took a wine startup from zero to number eight wine in the world on why you need to promote your new invention as a premium product and how to pull that off. You're listening to the Product Startup Podcast, the show that helps bring your product idea to life by chatting with successful inventors, product developers, manufacturers, and hardware industry professionals. Our goal here is to get to the bottom of what makes a product successful, from initial idea to getting your product on store shelves. We're taking you step-by-step to build a functional product and scale your product business. Hosted by Kevin Mako, one of North America's leading experts on hardware development for small product businesses. Now, onto the show. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to introduce Crystal Clifton to the show. She is the founder of Crystallize, a company that helps luxury consumer product brands grow and monetize their marketing and brand authority. She also led the charge on growing a wine brand from nothing to the number eight wine in the world, which is just one accomplishment amongst 20 years in the premium and luxury product industries. Today, Crystal is going to share some valuable knowledge on how inventors, startups, and small manufacturers should think about their product as a premium product, even if it's not in a typical luxury industry. She explains why this is so important to a new and growing brand, then explains best practices on how to pull it off the right way to ensure your product leads your industry in both reputation and success. Now on to the show. Crystal, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kevin. I'm excited to be here. Very excited to have you on. So I understand you're quite a bit like me. Before this whole crisis, you're on a plane, international traveler, traveling all the time every week. And uh, like myself, we've been essentially landlocked for the last year. Isn't it crazy? Now I I went from knowing airports, knowing what I had to pack and quickly packing and having my itinerary always set to waking up and I'm now doing laundry between Zoom calls. It's just a totally different world. Yes. (laughs) It's different. I'm not checking myself into a hotel and having meetings. It's I'm adapting in the best way I can. I love how um, one of your boys, you're just telling me before the show, brought you over a report and slipped it across your desk as to why they need a gecko. And like with pictures and everything, like a well-done report, I'd say. Well done. A fourth grade report, instead of doing his homework, just slides in like I all the reasons that we need a leopard gecko in our house, which <laughs> I just sat there like in the middle of a Zoom call trying to keep a straight face with a 10-year-old behind the screen, like flashing this just up and down behind the screen. And you know, that's that's the reality of that's today's great. time. Absolutely. Well, I'm very excited today. Uh, to talk about luxury and premium and uh, why and how new inventors, product startups, or people who are scaling their product business should really be thinking about quality, premium, high-end, um, and how that affects their business, whether or not it's a luxury brand. So let's let's start there. Like First and foremost, describe what it means to create a premium product. Because I think a lot of people, they think Louis Vuitton handbag. In today's day and age, that's not necessarily the definition of luxury. That is a luxury item, but on a new product, there's there's many ways to look at premium. Absolutely. And it's so important because premium simply means that you are focusing on the value you bring to somebody's life in so many ways. I mean, inventors especially are always looking at making something better. And that is a that's a premium solution that we need. And if you race to the bottom or you start thinking, oh, well, it has to be this price or it has to be have this feature and benefit, 
what happens is you leave the transformation of the way you're going to really help somebody's life. And you start getting focused on little details that become the race to the bottom. Right. So premium is the value you bring and giving yourself permission to be that valuable. And this is so important because when you're a new product, and this is the first time you're launching your new product and your new brand wrapped into one. And one of the most important things that you can do is come out as a quality product and quality and premium are very much interchangeable kind of words, especially when it comes to a new product. So again, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily creating a luxury good, although, you know, that, that is even more important if that is the case. But even if you're creating a new or proprietary product, you want that to be the best version of that product you can, because you only have one shot at going to market. And that first shot is what's going to build your fan base and all the rest. So if somebody really focuses on, okay, look, I'm creating this, this product or this invention. I want to be premium. I want to be great. I want to be high quality. I want to be luxury, whatever you want to call it. How, like, let's first start with the mind. How do they start thinking about that in terms of themselves, their business and the product it's, itself? Absolutely. I have to tell you that one of the biggest pieces I work with my clients on is the permission to be premium, the permission they give themselves. And I would like to take a quick second to define premium because you said, you know, quality and premium. And then there's the idea of luxury. Premium is simply somebody being authentically aligned at the best version of themselves and giving themselves permission to be that. If they've been able to create an incredible invention, giving that life to changing somebody else's situation and bringing it to market, standing behind it as a premium versus a comparitis as to all the other things that are going on and all the other things people are. If you decide that you are the best version of yourself and you give yourself permission to be premium, then you can take the next inspired action steps from that place. It's, it's, in a, it's a model of start at the top and then you can always you can always eventually create other products or portfolio products or other revenue streams that honor and offer other price points but it's very challenging to go from an ascension model where you're down at the bottom at the lower price point and then as you develop your brand to try and raise prices absolutely and, that, and that's you know consistent in, in a number of different product categories uh, it, it's it's always easier, always easier to cost down. And that's a normal exercise. A lot of the time, a pre, you'll see a premium brand, they'll start at a certain level and they'll be selling through like high-end retailers or whatever else, direct to consumer. But then they'll get Walmart knocking on their door. And Walmart says, okay, look, I, you know, you've got a great brand, great product, but we need this at half the cost that you're manufacturing it for right now. So what can you do? And that's what we get down to you know, for, as a, from a design firm perspective. We look to costing down and trying to maintain most of those quality elements while figuring out ways to actually manufacture for cheaper, uh, faster, better, whatever else that, that we can do, especially with economies of scale, which can lay into that. But the first and foremost thing is you want to build that brand credibility. Even you can look at uh, companies like automakers, right? At uh, at um, you know luxury automakers, BMW, Mercedes, right? Originally, it was fairly high end brands, and they've come down and down. You look at the BMW down to the one series, right, which is is kind of like a mid market car, 
with the premium branding attached to it. So you're kind of having your cake and eating it too, but it's very difficult to go the other way. It's very difficult to start as a low-end producer and then all of a sudden come out with this supposed premium luxury high-end version of it when you've already lost that kind of brand credibility. It's so true. And as you bring your product to market, you know, one of my friends says, you only have one first impression. Use it well, right? So aligning with yourself authentically so that you know what the value is you bring and be willing to stand out at the top, be willing to say, Hey, this, I am the one and only, because if you're inventing something, you really are, you are the one and only you need to stand on the peak of what your one and only is because then people will look and hear you. And that's how you really stand out in the marketplace. But to use your analogy, Walmart, if you created a mass scale product and you went right away to Walmart, Nordstrom is not going to go to Walmart to find what products they want to bring in. They're not going there and finding, right. okay, yep, we're going to pull this up and we're going to put this in Saks Fifth Avenue and we're going to double the, the charge. But what you are able to do is if you are the one and only and you stand behind it and you have the inspired action and you really have a good product that you understand how to storytell that transformation, well, then stand behind that premium and you can then secondly look at white labeling, creating a different version of it. You can create a secondary version. I mean, for instance, for me in the winery, we had our high-end wines. We had premium $100 bottles of wine, but then we would have clients come and say, you know, um, for instance, we've done wine for a lot of famous chefs like Wolfgang Puck or um, we did a lot with the French Laundry, Thomas Keller, or even Joe Bastianich. They'd want a version of that. Well, we're not going to take our in product that already is $100 and then go just resell it to them. We've, we came up with, okay, if we're going to align with you and your clients used to spending $40, then this is what we can do for $40. Right. And we just put in, again, that inspired action plan that allows us then to look at our how we build a portfolio. You can build your portfolio down. It's really hard to build it up. That's great. And talk a bit about your experiences there as well. You touched on on the wine. You've done all kinds of things in your career. Just highlight some of the uh, uh, kind of the experiences that you've created for your users, your your and buyers, that sort of stuff in your in your you know twenty year experience in the luxury industry. Absolutely. So one of the things I always pride myself on is that I even as a very eager learner of business in my early twenties, I was 21 going on 22. When I was in the winery, I didn't have a background in winemaking. My family didn't have that background in winemaking. I didn't even understand that there was different levels of wine. I just knew I loved wine living in Italy, growing up there, going to school there. I just knew wine was beautiful and I wanted a part of it. Well, I had the, the opportunity to learn from some incredible teachers that taught you know, how to make quality wine. So right away, I was able to enter the marketplace again, giving myself permission to go, oh, this is where we belong. And so what was so interesting about that is going to a restaurant with that kind of assumptive nature or their permission to be a quality wine, right? Oh yeah, we sell quality wine. It also changes how confident you are in approaching it. And then the interesting thing is you just magnetically start creating other people that follow you. And what Back in 2000, I'm going to date myself here, Kevin. This is really embarrassing. 2001 and 2002, there was no website. 
And Gary V was an old friend of mine back then. And I remember his enthusiasm of saying, there's this, the World Wide Web is going to blow up. It's going to blow up. We're going to have (laughs) websites with wine on it. I thought, you're such a nut. I mean, I get it, but like, really? And I mean, God, he's genius now. I love to see his success. But I was back when people, when we wanted to sell wine, they had to fax in their order. Right. So even transitioning these experiences first to that, and it was, we hand wrote letters to all of our clients and we, we'd send out the newsletter and then we would bring, you know, process the order and write thank you notes and send them out. But that human touch, we still carry through once we did have a digital version of it, you get a handwritten note from us. And then what was really fun about um, the other winery Palmina, because it was about Italian experience, I quickly learned that we weren't making wine, we were making memories. So from that place, what other things could we be doing? Well, people create memories around the table. So this is before Blue Apron. This is back in the early 2000s. We started white labeling different products and creating a wine club that you got a wine, an oil, ingredients, and a recipe of ours. So you got an entire way to create a memory. And people buy wine, but typically they're not buying wine. They're buying a way to have a great connection with somebody or a great meal or whatever it is. So we created this entire club, this wine club where people got these shipments. And I remember it was so challenging because nobody at the time was shipping, you know, food and wine and all this together. And so we had to go over and over, talk about inventing, talking to cardboard companies and cutouts and how expensive it was and where were the margins. But, you know, the result was huge because people just loved it. And from there, we grew more experiences of having pop-up dinners. They would come and we would have cooking classes. Again, this is the early 2000s. It seems very normal right now. But when we entered the eyes of what experience do we want to give people, not what are we selling, it allowed for all these different magnetic marketing pieces that just naturally fell into place. You know, product startups have a lot to learn from you because I'll tell you what's so impressive about this story is that even back then, and obviously still to today, to be a premium wine was a very, very competitive industry. It still is, of course. You ended up being number eight in the world for your wine, competing, basically starting, you know, starting in the garage and competing all the way up. And a lot of this is around this philosophy of thinking premium and all that. So I really want to dig into kind of your best practices around this. You've highlighted some. Let's dig into it. How do you really do premium well? Because you were the one who 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 won that game in an extremely competitive industry, which for you think for hardware startups, and you already mentioned it, when you create that new innovation, you already are number one. If you think that you're number one and that you know it's obviously a new innovative product, so you're the only one out there to start, or at least you have a feature that's unique or a certain element or a design that's unique, something makes you number one in your, your vertical, in that very vertical. So as a hardware startup, if we can apply the lessons that you've learned in a highly competitive industry, it can make for home runs in the hardware industry. So let's go through some of those best practices. Um, you talked a bit about a few things, human to human, taking the time, connection is currency. Uh, you talk about those things when you're doing guest speaking around the world. Can you highlight some of those things and how we can apply that uh, in our businesses and in our hardware startups? Absolutely. So what I always found fascinating is we would go to these winemaker dinners. We'd be invited to other wineries dinners and it would be painful. 
because they would be so in love with their wine that they would talk through all the features and the benefits. And I picked it at 28 bricks and then I did this and the pH is 4.7. And then we bought this glass and people are literally nodding (laughs) off into their asparagus soup. I mean, they're just like, this is so boring because they're so focused on features and benefits. And we, in every industry, right? I was selling business to business and direct to consumer. But really what we all have to remember in everything that we create is we're selling human to human and humans don't want to hear another human just talk about features and benefits since the beginning of time. It's been a storytelling process. We've always told stories. I mean, that's how we used to remember things as children. That's why there's, you know, songs that are saying about, you know, Gideon and and whatever. I mean, you just hear these songs and stories told historically because Even back then, teachers sold teachings because it was a human-to-human experience. And humans remember emotional connection. They remember somebody who cares enough about them. So if you take the time to know your clients and fall in love with your clients more than your product, they will fall in love with your product. I'm going to say that again. If people fall in love with their product before people... If they, if you do that as an inventor, other people won't fall in love with your product. So take the time to know your customer and fall in love with them. And when I say fall in love with them, I mean, take the time to know who they are. What do, what really matters in their life? How are they feeling before they have your invention? How do they feel after? What do they have before? What do they have after? Take the time to sit and actually know them as if, you really have watched them for a day. You really get them because then you will naturally know what to say to them. Then your marketing becomes easier. And then you're, you become number one and suddenly you'll have a following. You'll be magnetic and you don't even know why, but it's because you care about them. You care about your customer. And that's really what you're doing. You're selling to another human being. Please don't forget that. And what I always say is connection is currency. There is no greater power in your business than stepping into how can you connect with another person? How can you connect with yourself to your why, to your team and your audience? Because that that is the currency. That is how you will scale. That is how you will grow your sales. That is how you create brand culture. That is how you keep your team. That is how you turn somebody who might know about you to a raving fan. That's that's all. Not only is it great advice, but that understanding what it really does for you, your business, your product is huge. There's all kinds of direct and probably even bigger indirect benefits that result when you focus on, and we talk about, we use one word on the show quite a bit, value. And value really, it doesn't come down to the features of your product. It comes down to the value you've created in that person's life, the experience, the benefit, whatever it is, right? How has their life changed? Like you said, from beginning to the end of that experience with your invention or product. And I must say, like inventors, hardware startups, designers, you, know, you folks out there, you really have to understand that if you can sell the vision on, on value, everything else falls into place. And because you're creating great value you are with the features that you've created, which are important to actually engineer the product and all that. But if you can create that value in the end, then that is what creates all of these external benefits. And, and, and you know everything from raving fans to um, better corporate culture, to having better people working for you or working with you, better partnerships, 
um, more leniency, right? Which is always important, right? If, if your product maybe is slightly off-centered a certain group, but they're a raving fan and you're really helping with them, they may be more lenient to those sorts of things. Maybe if you have manufacturing delays because it's your first run or whatever else, you need that baked in extra um, encouragement, extra fan following to go through that. And all this comes back around to focusing on premium. Even if you're, you don't have to be a luxury brand, but you do have to focus on premium when it's a new product. Absolutely. It is, it is so incredibly powerful when it's applied in a way that's not deceptive, but authentic, right? Because for sure, when you're inventing something, you don't want to say an outcome or transformation that's holus bolus, you know, just, oh yeah, you're going to suddenly be able to fly. No, listen, but people struggle every day, whatever it is you're solving, whether it's, you know, how you're putting on jewelry or how you're getting in your car, how you're starting your car in the snow, or how are you able to remember your grandmother's birthday with a favorite bottle of wine? I mean, that was something that I knew, like we give an opportunity for people to create memories it's giftable memory, right? Because there's really only two arts in the world that are contained within a memory that brings in all your senses. It's music and it's wine because you, you can capture that moment in time and you go, Oh, I remember when we we're in Provence or I remember we we're in Italy and we drank this wine or we heard this song. You might've had a meal too, or seen a beautiful sculpture, but the reality is you're not going to be able to completely recreate that meal, maybe a version of it, but you can absolutely listen to that same song and open that same bottle of wine. And so when I worked with my team around that culture, everybody from customer service to how we addressed our clients when they walked in the door or they called us or they emailed us, we're there to make a memory. So what memory are we making? That's, that's what branding is. You're making memories and connections. It's amazing how you take something like a bottle of wine and you can just almost exponentially amplify the value when you portray it the right way and when you create that experience and that brand promise and everything around it. And, you know, just as a bit of a side note, I know a lot of people, when they think about premium or luxury, it seems scary because that means, okay, product development, that means more expensive and more difficult and more costly. But something that uh, we've talked about a few times on the show that help with all that is focus. So if you are worried that creating a premium product is difficult, I would say your worry is probably correct. It is difficult to make a high quality product. However, if you really narrow your feature set down and focus on the one or two features, which are creating those great experiences, then you can highlight how those, and essentially like Crystal's done with her wine, you can take those two features and exponentially expand the value that your customers are going to derive. You can do a great job on those features, but you can also enhance them to a, a massive magnitude by putting Crystal's methods into place. So Crystal, I really appreciate you uh, for all these insights. Um, where can people go to learn more about you? Uh, what can they, what, what can they, uh, do to get involved with your organization? How does your organization uh, work? Just give us kind of a high level on all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I, because you mentioned, I am just always creating myself, right? So I have a few different areas that I work in. One I'm really proud of is taking these concepts and we have a, a very, um, beautiful agency called elite connection marketing. And my partner and I, we really stand for the same values, which is authentically aligning our clients so that we can help them build their authority, monetize their authority, get the correct clients they need, and 
genuine way that helps them become number one in the market. And as we just talked about, everything else will flow as we walk them through that transformation stage. For those who want to understand how do they even get past the mindset, because we do in our own business worlds, we hit our own glass ceilings over and over. I offer crystalclifton.com. There's a brand quiz. You can kind of get a chance to learn more about who you are as a leader, who you are as a brand. And I do offer trainings and experiences there as far as inner circle and masterminds on just how to overcome that, how to give yourself permission, that the power of permission is so important. Permission in all areas to have grace and space, power permission to say, wow, I'm really worth this. Or it can be power permission to say, oh, I had a not great day today, but I'm going to accept myself anyway, because it's a ride as a roller coaster ride. We all know that. I mean, it's, I, I love that uh, cartoon. I, I don't remember who it's by, but where somebody's jumping off, is, you know, building a plane as they're coming off the cliff. That's basically what it is, right? We're all just <laughs> taking that leap of faith and we're building it as we go. Crystal, much appreciate for that. And I'll have uh, all those links in the show notes underneath. So just uh, pop over to macrodesign.com slash podcast or productstartup.com and uh, take a look for Crystal Clifton there. And all the show notes will be in there with all the links and whatnot. Crystal, thanks so much for being on the show and providing all this, uh, you know, 20 years of experience in building premium brands and providing it to our audience. So for that, thank you very much, Crystal, and uh, hope to have you on again. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Product Startup Podcast, the show that teaches you what it really takes to bring your product to market and turn it into a big success. This podcast series is brought to you by Maco Design and Invent, the original and leading firm in North America to provide global caliber end-to-end physical consumer product development to startups, inventors, and small product business clients. If you're looking for product development help on your invention, head over to macodesign.com. That's M-A-K-O design.com for a free consultation from one of Maco Design's four design studios from coast to coast. Thanks for listening and see you next time.